What's up, everybody? How you doing? Again, this is John Hudson with Focus Driven Podcast. Listen, today's guest, man, I'm 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 truly excited about this young lady right here because I got her being an Olympian in 2027 or eight, whenever the the next two three Olympics come up. Uh, and she'll tell you herself. I'm just happy to have her now while she's young. This girl is only going to be a junior in high school, and she is already breaking records, an unbelievable chart. She's a great young lady, um, has a tremendous athletic gene, and I think she's going to be, like I said, a rising star, not only in the Kansas City area, but beyond wherever she goes, if she keeps up the great work that she is doing. Let me tell you about her first before we actually dive into who this young lady is. I'm just going to put out a couple of her accomplishments and records. Uh, she goes to Raytown South High School. She has set the record. All right. I need y'all to listen to this. Young people, especially. She's already set the record. As a sophomore in the 100, the 200, and the 400 millimeter run. She's been featured as the Hy-Vee's Athlete of the Week. The record that she still holds to this day at Raytown South High School, her time has been 11.56. That's quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's quick. That's stupid. Uh, also, too, she... It's thinking about going to a few schools. So, like I mentioned, she's going to be a junior this year. She already gave me some colleges that she's thinking about, like LSU, Oregon, Texas, A&M, Ohio State. I need y'all to give it up for my new frown little sister slash rising star all-star, Miss Zaya Atkins. What's up, girl? Hey, man, it's I'm sorry, Akins. My bad. She you know I I know some Akins. That's that's probably why I said Akins, just so I don't make sure I get y'all mixed up. But it is Akins. So Zed Akins, what's going on? What's happening with you, Chief? Nothing much. Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. Well, listen. Uh, first of all, like I mentioned earlier, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Um, I know I've been trying to get you on here since the track season has ended, and now that I got you on here, I want you to kind of share a little bit of your story. Uh, she already yawning, y'all, so just, just let you know that she, she's she been doing this for a minute and she's like, what's next? So uh, I need you to share your story to some young people about how you started running track. Like, what was the thing that made you say, this is going to be my sport? Um, if you want to be honest, I don't even know, but I'm going to Give you a little something. Okay, yeah. So, when I was five, my daddy always took me to like the track to do starts and just run and stuff. Because apparently, I used to always run around the house, and they were like, "Yeah, she gonna be a runner." Because my daddy used to run in high school. Okay. His records are still up at the high school he went to. Yeah. So it was just, yeah. <laughs> and then I was just training when I was little, and then when I was nine running. That's when I started actually competing and, like, running against other people and stuff. And the first time my daddy took me to this track practice, I did not want to go at all. Like, I was bawling, crying, all that. I did not want to be there. Wow. So, it was a rough start at the beginning. But then I eventually started loving it because I started winning. So, Got you. Yeah. Wow. 
That is pretty cool. So first of all, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And you mentioned your pops. I know your dad. Great guy. Um, and FYI, she mentioned her dad ran track. And yeah, he was, a, for what I know, he was a track star. That's I mean, that's what I know. So it's kind of like you got the track gene from dad. And you took it and you said, you know what? I'm going to see what happens. And looks like with some of the coaching from dad, you've kind of elevated and developed yourself to who you are right now. So with me asking that, who is some of the key influencers to your success right now in running? Um, my father, obviously. Yeah. Definitely big number one. And my mom. Mom too. Okay. Um, who else? Pretty much my whole family. Because <laughs> they just have big support. Right. Big supporters. And then I've always looked up to Allison Felix, Usain Bolt. Um, just... Lojo. Yeah. Oh, bunch of. Got you. That's cool. And also, especially today, Mona Lee. Yeah. She has been a big help as well. So she's been training and all that stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Mona Lee. Yes. So that's dope. So tell me, you mentioned one of the people when I grew up back in 1988, uh, you wouldn't even thought of. Uh, and me and your parents are around the same age. So I'm going to tell you this, what I'm going to tell you about Flojo. You mentioned the name Flojo. Did you know that there's going to be a documentary movie uh, about Flojo? Uh, and have you, do you know who that is? And have you did your research on that person? Um, yeah, I heard about it. I saw it on Instagram. And they said it was going to be like, um, um, what's her name? The Kalukian? Yeah. Kalukian. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, they said it was going to be Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> I can't take her seriously. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, her as an athlete is kind of weird, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Like it, I'm excited to see that. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I can't take Tiffany serious at all. Um, and she's very bubbly. Like, her spirit is bubbly, which is good. That's, that's, a, that's a great thing. So I'm interested in to see, like, how they're going to segue that with Flojo. Back in the day, Flojo was like, she was very elegant, very classy. Uh, all the brothers thought she was just beautiful. She was gorgeous, you know. Um, and, and you know, saying that, when she got on the track, she was very stylish. She had her own personal swag about her that was just, you know, impeccable. So, are some of your techniques and things that you bring off the track are you going to do some of the things to have your own personal style on the track or are you just going to be yourself or tell me how that how that is going to de develop for you um well i do bring a little pizzazz on the track i would say because for one i'm a female with dreads i'm locked up um usually during track season i have nails i just cut them down now because i'm getting ready for volleyball so i don't got no nails right now Right. But yeah, I'm usually like Flojo. I have really long nails. Wow. Neck necklaces, earrings, hair done, all that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so y'all heard it here. She's gonna be swagged out, I guess, when she's doing her track thing, which is not a bad thing. I'm just so excited to see other people following in other people's footsteps who's done positive work. So, uh, you know, I want to continue your great success on that. So. Speaking of success in track and athleticism and, and Olympians, I'm going into this whole Shikari Richardson thing. So tell me, did I say her name right? 
Okay, so to carry, to carry, tell me your thoughts on this because you know everybody knows she's been kicked out of the Olympics for the 2020 um, Olympic Games because she has tested positive for marijuana, which is considered an illegal drug in your body. But uh, from a performance perspective, I want to know your opinion about this, and then I'm gonna tell you my opinion about it, and I'm not even. A marijuana supporter or user, but I'm still going to tell you my opinion as, as as the host of the show. So tell me, what do you think? Okay, so I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Okay, that's good. The only reason I'm 50-50 is because for one, marijuana, it don't it don't do nothing to you, but make you high. It don't like make you faster. If anything, make you slower. <laughs> so it's like, why can't she run? But at the same time, I understand because it's like it's a rule. So she broke the rule. Right. You can't run. That's All it. Right. But yeah. Uh, okay. So so you're saying it's a 50-50 thing. Like you get it why they suspended her. And then the other side is you you don't get it because you feel like it's not a, a performing enhancement type of a drug where it yeah. boosts her athleticism yeah. and it makes her like faster than everybody else. Right. So I agree with you. Um I'm a little torn about it, too. I'm more 80-20. I think she should still run. I think uh, even though she did marijuana or they found that in her system, I think um, marijuana like you is not going to enhance her uh, abilities to perform. But uh, I'm biased because it's funny, and I don't know if you know this, but Michael Phelps, who who ran in the Olympics, won, I think he holds the record for swimming in the Olympics. I don't know how many gold medals, but he also tested positive for marijuana, and they still allowed him to perform and compete. Uh, yeah, I heard about that when they were talking about Shakiri. Yeah, so... As a as as African Americans and as we look at the A's of discrimination and uh, racism and social justice, uh, to me this is just another way that they did not want this young lady to run and perform. Uh, and I don't have no apologies for being black. I don't have no apologies for uh, showcasing who I am, where I come from, what I believe, who I believe in. And who got me to where I'm at right now? And I'm talking about my U.S. African-American brothers and sisters who paid the way before me. So I'm looking at you and I'm like going, you know, yo, you could be a potential track Olympian, you know, at the rate that you're going. I strongly believe that will happen in your life (laughs) because you're just doing a lot of fantastic things. So I will want you to always be cautious and yet courteous of what you do both on and off the track. And whether you make that decision or not to do drugs, I'm pretty sure your parents would tell you the right things to do because I know them very well. Uh, And I'm pretty sure you would not do the things illegally that would enhance. But if you did, you're only hurting yourself, right? So uh, I'm glad that we're having this conversation and I don't know, what, what would you tell another young person that's in your shoes? Because now you, you I mean, you are now a classified role model. I mean, kids are looking up to you right now, especially you being on my show. I got thousands of kids saying, man, this girl is this, that and the other. She's won a medal. She's got a, a record holder in school. What, what do you tell young people or 
what would you maybe suggest to them as far as, you know, doing drugs, especially on that particular level? Um, don't do drugs. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Like, they're not that cool. Just don't do them. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, I know she, I know you're joking, but I know you're serious at the same time too. Yeah. But like, <laughs> people like these kids don't get it. You got to understand, they, they don't. like vaping for your age right now is one of the leading causes of kids being affected by drugs for 16, 17 years old, for middle schoolers and high schools. And it is also, I believe, either the first or second cause of death in teenagers aged between 14 and 22 years old. So what vaping and doing marijuana does or cigarettes, it's a doorway to do other types of drugs. So I'm always trying to encourage young people to maybe not do them, especially if you're an athlete. Yes. I hate when you do drugs. Like, why are y'all doing that? Y'all doing a whole lot. Like, why? <laughs> so if they come up to you at school, right, you chilling. You know what I mean? Y'all outside. Let's say y'all outside in the parking lot. Y'all hanging. Y'all got, uh, I'm, just, I'm just throwing some names out there. Y'all got Pop Smoke out there listening to him or... <laughs> Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion and y'all got a blaster, right? And y'all just happen, somebody just happened to light up something and you out and about, right? Like, what would your words be or would you say anything uh, to an individual who does it around you? Um, I don't even care if people do it around me. If you want to be honest. I mean, I'm, not that I'm against it or with it. I'm kind of like, do what you do. It's none of my business. Right. Your business. But at the same time, I don't really care. If somebody do it around me, I'm just gonna be like, okay. Right. Be like, that's good. Body right. Now see, that's the thing. Like I have a I have a young son. He'll be fifteen next year and he's an athlete. So I always tell him he's just like you dead, I don't do drugs. They look stupid, they be acting dumb, you know what I mean? They look halfway wrong. And they stutter a lot when they be using stuff. I be like, I don't know where the stuttering comes from. I'm like, okay, son, I don't know what you're talking about. That's just something that maybe whoever it is is doing it around you, they stuttering and you're right. But he's just like you. Like, he'll be like, man, I'll just leave. Uh, I don't condone them. I don't convict them. I don't make them feel bad. But, like, for me, my this is my son, either I'll walk away and come back when they leave or I just ignore them and, and keep, yeah. it, keep it moving. So... I'm glad you're doing that. So I just want to encourage you because I don't want to see good young talent go to waste over a bad choice on doing drugs. All right. Cool. All right. So next question is, what's up with the future? What what we looking like? Like, I know we talked about colleges. Um, I mentioned a few. Tell me a few colleges that you might be thinking about going to and maybe your major if you've decided on that right now or if you still undecided let the let the listeners know on that um i still don't know what i want to do or where i want to go okay still got options on the table still got stuff to think about pray about so okay now as far as colleges have you looked down the list in line like i know we mentioned a few what are still some in your head that you might be considering just on a random um well, lately, I really, really considered LSU. 
they're just a hard body school. Like they just really don't get out there. But any other places, I'm really not sure. Okay, it's really so, nice. Yeah. All right. All right, so LSU is a great program for track. A lot of people don't know. A lot of great athletes have come from there. Um, and then I believe uh, uh, Richardson, I think she went to LSU too, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. So shout out to her and everybody else that's went there. So um, when, when, when you go to college, I'm just going to like speak this out. And when you have these opportunities to – be successful what is going to be your motivating drive moving forward not only where you're at right now but in college what is the ultimate goal of what you want to do with your track career um i want to go to the olympics and be number one <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good that's what I, that's what i like to hear um, but then also going to the Olympics, have you thought about once you get that gold medal or medals and you be able to hold that medal in your mouth and do the love, you know, what's next after that? Would you be would you consider yourself to be another role model for others or what is would you have a business opportunity, an entrepreneur or like tell me some of your thoughts about what it is after college and track some of the things with your career that you're considering i know you're young so i know this has not been on your brain but you need yeah. to start thinking about it so some, give me some of your thoughts so after my track careers um i honestly would like to have like a little track club or like speak out a little some type of something that has to do with sports and track honestly because I really love it. It brings joy to my heart, and I would like for it to bring joy to other people's hearts, other kids' hearts. And I would like to be there for other kids, support them, whatever they need. Just help them through, let them understand, know what I went through, right. and all that stuff whenever I get older. But, yeah. I, I love it. That's good stuff. That's great stuff. <clears throat> so, um, that's man, that's fantastic. So, tell me a little bit. I, I always like to play games on my show. So we're going to play a little game. I didn't tell you who was going to do this because I got to keep it like fresh and spontaneous, right? I told you I like to have fun, especially with the youth. Like, y'all know I love to have fun. So if you can name your top three best hip-hop artists, who would they be and why? Only three. All right, five. I'll give you five. Hip-hop, rap, hip-hop, rap. Hip-hop, rap, yep. Artists. Okay. Tupac, Biggie, Snoop. Oh, my gosh, I can't do all that. Um, <laughs> Kendrick and J. Cole and many, 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 many more. All right. Kent. The reasons why is because, like, to me, they're very lyrical like they talk about real stuff, real men. It's not none of that dumb stuff, drugs, guns, shoot, shoot up, blah blah blah. My heart and my feelings type stuff. It's like real life, going through real life struggles. Talk about just you know they just real with and straight up with everything. And it's just like I just fucking Hey, I'm with you, but I'm just shocked. I'm baffled. You are the first person, like your age, that hasn't mentioned the baby, baby. Uh, Megan The Stallion, Cardi B, Erica Banks. Um, not to knock any of those artists, because I can very well, you know. But as you mentioned, some of the lyrical content, 
and some of those artists that you mentioned in your top five, it surprises me because, yeah, they do have a more uh, intelligent lyrical style about what's yeah. happening and what's going on. All right? So I, I, I appreciate that. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was you going to say? Like, I mean, I love Megan, Miss Mulatto, Audio. I... I listen to the baby sometimes. Little baby, nah, young boy. I don't know why everybody think young boy the ghost, but he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just, I just can't stand that stuff. Like I'll sit there and listen to it, but I ain't gonna be listening to it every day. Right. Like I play like Tupac and all them. Gotcha. Now, it's funny you mentioning Tupac. That's my era. Me and your mom and your dad's era. Tupac came into the scene, and uh, he 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 took over quick. And uh, when he when he started becoming more of an icon was right when like gangster rap and all of that back in the 90s was coming into fruition and people were dying at an alarming rate over gang violence. Um, And as you see, before he became a rapper, if you didn't know, before he became a rapper, he was highly intelligent, went to college. Uh, One of his best friends was Jada Pickett. Uh, They were at the Performing Arts, I believe, in New York for some time. And he developed his his craft and his gift in acting. And then he also had uh, a special gift with rapping, too, that kind of propelled him to him being a a legend and icon. Um, So you got him as number one on your list, for what I see. Well, it's not really number one. It's just kind of, I don't know. I can't list them. It's hard. It's cool. It's so, good. Okay, y'all go ahead. Somebody's at the door. Okay, somebody. go ahead. Yep. So, All right. While she's doing that, listen, everybody's tuning in right now. You can catch me on my YouTube channel at Focus Driven with John Hudson. Also, too, you can catch me on my website at johnwhudson.org. Um, I'm introducing and I'm interviewing today a rising star. This young lady, I know without a doubt, is probably will be an Olympian probably in the next uh, Olympian Games, either in the 2026 20, or 27, 28 Games, if not later than that, because this is how good this young uh, lady is. I'm talking about the one and only Zaya uh, Akins, and you guys need to understand, when I interview young, talented young ladies like this, I mean, it's a rarity, because she's one of these types of young, rising stars that got a good head on her shoulders. Uh, she come from good stock, her mom and dad, uh, I know her dad was a former athlete. He's a great guy. Mom's a great woman. And they're believers. They're Christians. And I just think that other people need to see and hear a young lady of this magnitude uh, because of what's going on today. Young people are still trying to figure it out. Um, and this young lady's got it. She is using her talent and her gift to open up doors uh, for her future in a sense of a job, career, Uh, or even entrepreneurship dreams so I want to tell you guys about this because I always you know I tell people my story I didn't play ball with the best you know I didn't play the two countries I'm author of 13 15 best-selling books I love music Uh, you know won two slam dunk contests uh, was most improved player I mean I could go on and on about that but that's back then I tell people to get this book right here. It's called The 25 Secrets Every Student Athlete Should Know. Uh, Zaya is a student athlete. She has gained my 
trust and value. I'm going to give her this book autograph for me. Only thing that I ask for is that when she becomes an endorsement with Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour, that I get a free pair of tennis shoes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just letting her know off top. I mean, and a free ticket, uh, hopefully the one of them track meets when she, when she makes it. Hopefully her mom and dad can hook me up. So uh, getting back on this, because we got a few more minutes left. I got one more game uh, we're going to play. And... Uh, we're talking about Tupac, Biggie, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. She just mentioned some of her favorite hip-hop artists. Y'all forget, young people love music. This is what they do. This is what they thrive on. This is what they listen to. They do the little, you know, moves or whatnot. I can't do all that, okay? I'm a little, yeah, like, I'm, I'm in the era of, like, past, but I still can kind of, you know, do a little bit, but not like, not, not like y'all. So, I'm going to give you my top five rap R&B. Okay, and I think at least three of them is on your list. All right. And I'm writing them down as we speak because I often forget. But I'm a little I'm from an era where the West Coast and the East Coast was, you know, they was going back and forth. If you went down to the West Coast, you know, the East Coast is going to get you. If you went down to the East Coast, the West Coast is going to get you. So I got this little list here and I got four. Let's see. Uh, I know without a doubt, but the last two uh, I'm gonna mention two of them. Well, I mean they still living, they still doing their thing. It's just, it's just I like I like West Coast music. Okay, so my number one is Jay Z. All right, Jay Z's number one. My number two is Tupac Shakur. Uh, my number three is Biggie Smalls, the Notorious, Bi Double to the Jizzle. Uh, Snoop Dogg is not on my list. Uh, he's in my top 10, but he's not on my list. Even though he was in my era, he's not on my list. But one of the people that did a lot of Snoop's music, I'm a huge producer guy, so I loved DJ Quick. So you probably, I don't know, do you know who DJ Quick is? I ain't never heard of him. Exactly. So, <laughs> so DJ Quick was one of my favorite rappers back in the day. I know your parents know him. Uh, from Compton, California, he was just a West Coast cat. Um, I would say Google his music, but don't because he's not the most positive person. But his producing in music <laughs> was off the chain. <laughs> I would say that. And then next to DJ Quick was E40. Have you ever heard of E40 before? All right. Yeah. So E40 been around. He's from Vallejo, California. Been around for a long time. Right. And that's part of the era, too. But I go into Ice Cube, Too Short, Selly um, Cell, Mac Ma. Like, all them guys was my era. So, and I'm going to tell you this. When's the last time I listened to them? It's been at least 15 to 20 years because I don't even listen to rap. <laughs> no more at all. Uh, huh? I don't listen to rap like that either. But when I do, them is mainly the people I listen to. Got you. Now, does rap music or does music in general is like an avenue or like what I call a motivational pill to get you like hyped and ready to go when you get on t to your track meets? To be honest, I really, I don't, I don't listen to music or nothing when, like, you know how you be seeing people with their headphones warming up and all that? Yeah. I don't get no headphones on. I just be warming up. <laughs> that, like, that's, yeah, so that's amazing because a lot of people use that as motivation. So that might be... You might want to like I'm like saying like 
you might want to use that as a, as a tool just to see if that gets your adrenaline pumping to where you might perform and put yourself in a more athletic or competitive tone. That this is just a suggestion, but I'm also a fan too. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So right. so if that's the case, look. And nowadays with me, you know, I love uh, praise and worship music. So I love my gospel music. And uh, I don't know how you are. So, which, which we're going to segue into the gospel. If you had to have five gospel artists who you listen to, who would that be? Kurt Franklin is definitely number one. <laughs> Kurt Franklin? Okay. Okay. Um, I like Lecrae's music. Okay. There's this new artist that I found. His name is Montel Fish. I like his music, too. Montel Fish. I've never heard of him. There's so many people I give you a few more minutes, but so far you got Mary. Mary. Yeah. How can I forget them? I love Mary. Mary. You didn't forget them. I like Dietrich too, but there's like so many other people that I like. So, so that's dope. So um, Dietrich, my man, I met Dietrich a couple of years ago. He's a good friend of mine, Dietrich Hat, uh, out of Detroit. <laughs> Dietrich. My favorite. He's my number one. Fred Hammond is my number two. Uh, my number three is probably Kurt Franklin. And then I'm a big fan of Mary Mary. I love Mary Mary. But I like um, uh, Travis Green has been growing on me. Something fierce. I don't know if you heard of him. And then, you know, Israel Houghton is always up there, too. And Marvin Marvin Sapp. Um, oh, yes. I love Marvin. Oh, yeah. So I what I was saying. <laughs> Me and my feelings, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so young people, if you're listening in, I'm interviewing the one and only uh, Zaya Akins. And before I let her go, I want to ask her: Do you want anybody to know where you can be reached or found at if they want to try to view you online or try to get in contact with you? Do you have an IG or social media outlet where people can find what find out what you're doing? Um, yes, my, you can, um, uh, contact me, add me, whatever, on Instagram, I see, you can look at my name, it should pop up. Okay. You can look at me on Google, everything gonna pop up if you wanna be honest. Yeah, I know, look, I have... She just mentioned the keyword Google. If you want to look up Zaya Akins, that's spelled Z A Y A Akins, A K I N S, uh, Googler. And it, it pretty much yeah. they'll tell you what everything that we talked about today, uh, she's doing it. So y'all, y'all talk about Google and man, if I Google your name, it, yeah, this is this this is real. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so cool. So last but not least, um, I'm, I'm gonna play this small little game. Back in my era, me and your parents, there was a thing called sitcoms. And what we used to love to do was watch sitcoms all day. So the sitcoms that I used to watch was in the favorites of like Cheers and Family Matters and like the Cosby Show and uh, Different World, uh, which your parents uh, knows about quite a bit. Uh, if you had a favorite sitcom or television series, it doesn't have to be anything of my era, but it can be a current uh, sitcom. What? Who would it be, and why? Television shows. And I know, I know it is a lot of shows. Um. Well, if we talk about black people, yep. I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Martin. 
them and definitely the top two. Like, I could sit there and watch them all day. That's all dope. Day. Like, all day. <laughs> Every day. They just, it's just funny and enjoyable. I love it. Wow. So is there any key episode on Fresh Prince or Martin that stand out most to you? Um, I don't know. Um, I Oh man! That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I have Martin the series. That's my favorite. One of my favorite comedy shows. And yeah, that's when the episode where he thought he had a little boy, and mm-hmm. come to find out he had a one night stand with his mom, and they thought it was his son. Right. And so, of course, it turned out not to be, but it was a party there. He was like, sorry, team. Yeah, that was <laughs> go to Arizona. So that's cool. Like to hear you uh, mention that, knowing that that's still my part of the 90s and the generation I grew up with. That is like dope because they're still letting people know like that show go hard in the paint, man. Like. Yeah. We as when we were your age watching that, like we mimicked the show the next day. That's how that's how much we love the show. We would be saying lines like your lines, like in high school, you know, I don't know, assemblies or whatnot, just hanging with friends. So that that is pretty cool. My favorite episode of Martin was I always mentioned the, the, the plumber episode when they had a dead plumber on the couch. <laughs> they saw him standing, he was yeah, and then Martin had the uh, he had the toilet sponger to try to resuscitate his belly so that, and then they was like, "Well, they're gonna do yeah, a funeral." Yeah, they said they're gonna do the funeral. And we don't know his name, so what is his name gonna be? And Martin was like, uh, "His name is DP, baby." He was talking to Jenny. He was like, "DP, baby, DP." And she's like, "Oh, Martin, that's so sweet, DP. That sounds like a pump. Why, DP?" Dan Plummer, baby. Dan Plummer. I, man, I lost it. I lost, I lost it right yeah. there. So uh, so that's cool. So I'm glad you mentioned that. This generation, I know without a doubt, um, y'all like, from what I'm seeing, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is all good, but I'm liking Blackish. Um, Blackish uh, just won an Emmy uh, for Best Comedy Series uh, for the year. So all my listeners, I know there's thousands of them out there, continue to watch Blackness and support that show um, because uh, our generation and your generation is kind of blended in together. Well, a lot of people, the the older ones before us, is kind of blended all in together. So I'm always uh, pushing that out there, too. So cool stuff, good times. Well, listen. If do you have anything else that you would like to talk about or mention to your followers at this time? No. <laughs> Y'all gotta understand this. Is this your first uh, podcast interview that you've done? Yeah, my first interview, first podcast interview. Yeah. So this is our first podcast interview. You did a great job. I want to let the listeners know that uh, Zaya Akins will be a solidified superstar if she keeps up the great work. I'm so proud of her and what she is doing. Um, and I'm even more proud of her parents because they've kept her rooted and grounded in good stock and in the faith of knowing our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm just so elated to have you on the show. And I want to thank you. OK, thank you so much for uh, coming on in. 
having me. Yes. So as I end, uh, Zaya, stay on, but I'm getting ready to click all these buttons and turn off. Uh, once again, if you guys are trying to catch me, go to my YouTube channel at Focus Driven with John Hudson. You can also catch me online at johnwhudson.org. Buy a book. Get all my best-selling books. Y'all going to love them. It's going to make you think. I always tell people about Fred Dexter. The first two books are coloring books. So if you're looking for color in those books, no, they're for kids. It's for you to color. Uh, so I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Make sure in life that you stay focused and you stay driven because your future right now to me is one of the most important things. So if you if you got your faith, your future um, is going to be okay. All right. God bless you. Zaya, stay on. Peace. God bless. Bye-bye.